going on guys welcome to another episode of talking on my ass podcast if you guys are listening to this or watching on youtube please do me a favor subscribe comment like write a review give me a five-star rating and share the show on your social media platforms my guest today is a fitness instructor and a personal trainer she is a fitness entrepreneur and the owner of vitality way selling cmos and superfoods she is making her second appearance on the show ladies and gentlemen i give you hannah loxon mrs loxon Good afternoon. Oh, it's good evening, actually. Yes, good evening. So uh, you read a post to me uh, before we started, and I would like you to read it before you All start right. the podcast. All right, let's get straight into it. It says, Welcome to the 21st century, where sex is free and love is expensive, where lo- losing a phone is more painful than losing your virginity, where modernization means nudity, where if you do not drink or smoke, you are out of fashion, where the kids flirt and pass negative comments to other girls, where if you do not cheat on your partner, it's because you're not smart or clever, where the bathrooms become have become photo studios, where temples become dating points, where to worship God is difficult, where lies become realities, where the ladies fear pregnancy more than the HIV, where pizza delivery is faster than emergency response, where people become toxic when they tell you your truths or when you resist changing, where money is more important than family and friends, where the children are ready to leave their families for their love of the moment, where the boys are afraid of marriage, but they love having sex, where love is a game, whoever plays with the mind always gets happiness, and whoever plays with the heart always gets hurt. Modernity, love, and liquid education, the new generation of humanity. What's the first thing that comes to your mind <laughs> when you true. read that? My, my poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm fine. I'm, I made it. I'm old enough. But my <laughs> poor freaking kids. Crazy, right? Yeah. Do you think it's going to get worse? Yes, but I do think that there has to be a rise in the wise. Yeah. Like the ones that know better will do phenomenal things. And unfortunately, the ones that don't will repeat the same cycle and routine. Yeah. And there's just going to be so many new forms of awareness of healing of change um as there's going to be that that new 21st century but do you i hear this a lot with uh, people my age um many are very scared and even people like who are younger than me they're very scared to bring children into the world Mm -hmm. and i find that weird i'm like what's what's so bad about it like yeah like of course there's a lot of nutty things happening but there's a lot of good things too yeah and i think if if you say that that means you don't really have faith in yourself true or your partner but i mean i would not fond of the environment my child's gonna grow up in but i do have faith in myself as a parent that okay i'm just gonna have to do a really you know do my very best and raise a very strong-minded kid and prioritize character and values more than an a plus yeah. um but drake did say quote and it was <laughs> as he said i'm not hiding my kid from the way i'm not hiding the kid from my kid from the world i'm hiding the world from, from my, my kid. kid yeah i think something like that. yeah yeah because yeah. he was he had a child like a long a while ago and he like it came out like news came out like oh drake actually has a child yeah and he finally just like okay here he is you know mm-hmm. and it makes sense but Sooner or later, you can just get, I mean, it's, it's tough. We were talking about this off air. Like, it's like, would you rather keep your child safe 
Do you want your like your kids to be safe or strong? Yeah. Isn't that a tough question? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got safe and you got strong. Here we are on a podcast. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I feel like kids are so different. You know, what if one kid really needed that private, safer environment and another one needed to get hurt and learn the hard way? Yeah, I never thought of it like that. That makes sense. What about you, though? Do you feel like everything that happened to you was like meant to happen or would you have it any other way? I feel like I was given the opportunity to have a very safe, um, like not get hurt and have a very protected, protected way of life, I guess. But I craved my curiosity led me to do different things that got me in trouble and backfired and like, you know, things that hurt me now. And so I, I feel like I liked having a more strict dad. They didn't want me doing certain things and not having a bunch of exposure to certain things at school because I didn't go to school. Um, Because someone like me is such a people person, I'd become like people around me. I remember a kid at karate class said something about me and it just like broke my heart. And I was just so embarrassed. And I feel like some kids can't handle that. And others are like, they they take it, they take it, they take it. And then all of a sudden they're like, that don't hurt me. Yeah. But is that the point where you close your heart? I think uh, something that I like that and it, it relates to me because I somebody called me uh, heartless recently. Mm-hmm. But I said, why? He says, you don't you don't care about a lot of things like outside events. Things that are not in my control, right? I said, of course I don't. Like, th- it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I only give my time to things that, like, that truly, truly matter to me. Why would I focus on things that I have no control over and be stressed or depressed about it? That's a waste of my time. So I was like, I'm not heartless. My heart is just in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I keep it there while all these other so many people that I see. They'll, they'll like watch the news. <gasps> oh, my God. Like, yeah. So, and then their whole day is ruined. And I'm like, I'm about to solve all your problems right now. <laughs> Turn off the news, mm-hmm. you know, but that's their that's their fix. It's like almost it's almost like you want to be scared. You yeah. know, it's like you can. You can read a book. You can walk outside. There's so many different avenues yeah. on like what to do, but I don't know. It's it's uh it's sad and it's a scary place, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually talking to my dad about that yesterday. Um, specifically like anger, the emotions of anger. And he was saying a lot of the things you do could just be um like patterns of behavior. And so you know that all right, every morning you turn on the TV and you get mad. Yeah. For some reason, it just becomes this thing that you're used to. You first get comfortable to it, then you're kind of addicted to it. Yeah. Maybe you don't have the TV on, but then you just are mad for some reason and you don't know why, but for such a long time, you get angry right around the morning time after your coffee 
because you're used to watching the TV and getting triggered. The same way we can do that same thing with our own emotions, things that trigger us. That's why it's like, you know, turning off the TV, breaking the cycle and the pattern as soon as possible. Yeah. How do you, um, do you ever catch yourself um, getting angry when you're like, no, I shouldn't be? I, I've, I've been catching myself a lot. Really? Lately. And I'm like, wait, we've worked on this before. Remember that? Like, remember that file? Take that file out. Like, and remember that sequence of like all those stuff that we were trying to like figure out. And you kind of just go back and you're like, okay, there's this, that. Why does that trigger me? Why does it yeah. do this? You know, you go back. Um, but yeah, I've been catching myself lately. Even this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but have you have you been catching yourself yeah, yeah. anger is my biggest struggle really mm -hmm. you don't seem like an angry person yeah i know <laughs> that's why it's a big struggle because when i am and i refuse to allow people to see me in that state but it's like my biggest weakness and once i master that i know i'll be a lot stronger but yeah. i have those moments too <laughs> and like illogical anger <laughs> or like driving here i'm like used to driving morgan hill yeah so san jose people just honk and drive fast and they're crazy yeah. so this car was like honking at me um but there was someone walking in front of me and it pissed me off so i just started honking like <laughs> a bunch back and yeah and those things like maybe if it is my fault i still don't like you treating me like that on the road you think yeah. you can get away with it because you're in a car <laughs> <laughs> that irritates me <laughs> what do you think are like some tools to like get past that um well considering this is a topic on my mind and heart often two things come to mind and the first one is gratitude yeah. classic um and specifically like seeing the good in everything and and apart from yourself even in other people like yeah. How could I get mad right after I tell you, oh my gosh, you're doing such an amazing job with your podcast, changing lives, impacting lives, leave the door and get in an argument with someone. It's like, how can you really shift that energy flow when you're up, you're being uplifting to someone else mm -hmm. or even yourself? Like Hannah, you're doing amazing. You're really working hard. You're putting in the work and you're seeing the fruits of it. Don't be too hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. How could I hate myself a moment after that? But it's a matter of staying in that zone or i'm just so thankful i have this opportunity this thing mm -hmm. um and that's what i'm trying to learn how to do like stay in that state because life is good um if you choose to see it that way and then the other one that my dad told me is to constantly feed your heart um and so maybe that means something different to everyone mm. to me it's like fill your heart as in whatever makes your heart come alive do that thing more whatever you love to do, whether it's reading, nature time, talking to a certain person, someone that makes your heart come alive and even filling yourself with information that can't bring you down. Mm -hmm. You know, Proverbs, all about good advice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how could you be angry if you're really filling your head with that? But you have to have the time to really focus on it. Mm -hmm. I, uh, it's, it's like me, I, I, I'm really big on like not complaining Yeah. because I always say to myself, like, say if I had a bad, um, circumstance and I always say to myself when something like bad happens, I'm like, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. It could always be worse. Like when I got 
your um, Tesla hit. My Tesla got uh-huh. hit. I said that. I was like, it could be worse. Um, when I got sick recently, um, I said, I can still sleep right. I'm just like, my body's fatigued, but it could be worse, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it might suck, but it's like, I can never complain. Like, I don't think anybody could. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember somebody was um, talking about like how like they were complaining about like their phone not working at work recently. Like their phone was like, they were like, it was just like messing up somehow. And in my head, I was just like, dude, there's people out there right now who can't even drink water. Yeah. And you're complaining that your phone doesn't work. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> thousand dollar phone though (laughs) yeah you know what i mean but no you're right it's it's crazy the whole um so every scenario that like that i go through it's like it could be worse you know that therefore it's not bad Mm -hmm. it could it could be bad it's it's bad at the moment for like a couple of minutes but it's like still here i'm still in one piece i'm good you know yeah and I'm waiting for like even like say I mean not waiting <laughs> if say a bad incident were to happen to me like an accident or something it's like will I be fine and like and if I wake up I'll just be like oh it could be worse I could be dead you know did we talk about that death we did right oh yeah we did we did mm-hmm. has your philosophy changed on that I think it did um, I need to listen to that podcast again but. still in a coin toss with it yeah i mean right. i don't think about death often to be honest i do a lot really like every day i <laughs> <laughs> oh, wake up how am i gonna die <laughs> well like it's uh it's mainly just like um scenarios like say if i'm at a restaurant i mean i feel like this is like a <laughs> like a weird thing to do you're like looking at every exit like you're looking at you're sizing everybody up so, like, purposely what I do, every time I enter a restaurant, I go to the bathroom. And when I go to the bathroom, I'm, like, looking at everybody. It's weird. Like, I size everybody up. I look at the exits. I'm like, okay, I know the place. I know the building. Oh, yeah. I heard Super guys weird. do that. Like, they yeah. pass a guy and they're like, I could take him. Not like that. It's mainly, like, just to be aware of my surroundings. Yeah. You know, I'm never looking at, like oh god this guy's big like he looks dangerous it's mainly just to see what's out there you know it's like kind of like when you go um i don't know to the jungle very unpredictable you don't know what's out there you're just like dude what the heck like you're so unaware at a restaurant i could be aware i could be a restaurant with the nearest exit something bad were to happen like a movie theater same thing like movie theaters there's two exits right there and i just it's so weird i don't know it's it's a weird habit that i've I've like I've seen like built up, but I feel like that's a good habit to have. Yeah, like bodyguard. Nobody knows that though. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll be aware of it. You walk into a restaurant. Yeah. Exits that way. The other one's this way. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I do when I go. So it's not it's not like I think about death, but I'm just like making sure I'm prepared for it. Like just just in case it were to come. You know, mm-hmm. like make like even driving. I was driving like last week and I literally thought to myself, this is so dangerous. You know, I I think that all the time. Yeah. So now I'm just super cautious of like what I do now. Like I'm very, I'm a very pro and con kind of guy. I feel like you would be too, Mm -hmm. you know, like you really analyze things before you, you execute on it. 
you'll ask questions yeah. about that certain topic where you're like before you execute on it and that's what's made you such a student like even when i met you i was like super impressed like i was telling my whole family like after our first podcast like when i got home i was telling my <laughs> my uh my whole family about you i was like dude she's hella young and she's like impressive you know and i <laughs> even told you that before we started rolling you know what i mean and i know um you put a lot of pressure on yourself because i do too mm-hmm. but like don't seek perfection like just seek improvement yeah you know that's the one thing people need to make that switch you know and it is hard because you you want to reach a certain height like yeah. now everybody wants the now you know but great things take time that is very true yeah with anything though right yeah so you were gone you moved away <laughs> <laughs> did i <laughs> you expose me like that <laughs> No, I I wanted you to get, uh, like get on the podcast because I I was wondering when you were going to come back because yeah. I wanted to be, get you back on because like I said every time I'm I've only been you this is my second time being with you <laughs> meeting and it's it's it feels like I just know you yeah. I've known you for a long time and we flow you know and mm-hmm. I love that I love how it's not there's no structure there's no nothing it's just like Hannah let's just go yeah you know what I mean? like you can know someone for so long but never have like a sit down two hour conversation yeah so these are more effective you know <laughs> yeah well like conversations that are going to benefit you mm-hmm. like we we talked about that off air too like making sure you're sitting down with people who are going to elevate you somehow yeah you know it's important not sitting around with people who are just liabilities to your life you know mm-hmm. but how uh how is it back here you know well yeah, the whole process was a big thing for me because I was really private about it. It's like super. I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I'm here now anyway. But yeah, I, I just wanted to do it. And I felt like I was in a time where I wanted to change things up, take a risk. Um, and my business wasn't really prepared for it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I was just planning to come back to manage and then run it in SoCal also. Yeah. Um, and being there was just absolutely amazing. I love the energy. I love the people, the strangers that felt like friends. And the one friend I met was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be my friend for life. She still is. Yeah. And she's one of the most life-bringing friends I've ever met in such a short amount of time. And we've hung out twice. <laughs> she's awesome. And, um, yeah, I just felt myself rushing something that it wasn't time for. And I, I sensed me missing my aunt. I missed like the fact that Hannah, you're rushing something. You don't go back to living with your family. You don't go back to living at home. That's very rare. You, you just, you start moving. And I just felt like it was something in me that just wanted to get to the next thing when like the true thing in me wants to be with my family um, for a little bit longer and wants to just be home with a different perspective. And so I came back with so much gratitude for what I what I have mm-hmm. for moments with my family, with my pets, with, you know, the little things. I'm like, man, I take this for granted. And when I do make my big move in the future, I'll be ready for it. But it's yeah. not going to be forced or secretive or anything like that. It's going to be like, it's my time. Yeah. Um, so being home, it's, it's like, I know it's where I'm supposed to be. I struggle with it sometimes because I struggle with the same thing being the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's like I'm really grateful, mm. especially when I'm, you know, experiencing loneliness because it's there's no new people and I don't really, you know, told you the whole friend thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just like, this is my time to be where I'm supposed to be, to reflect, to learn, to work through things. And it was just, I finally accepted that this is where I want to be. Yeah. Do you... You know, there's a, there's always comes a time where people move away. Yeah. Would do you think you see your you moving away very far from your family? Sometimes I want to. I just I just, yeah I genuinely think I I would love to because I since I was a baby we've been so involved. Yeah. So I'd love to see what would happen if I was, you know, maybe with someone else in a very like independent space like what are weekends would look like and you know dinner and figuring things out apart from my family but I'm also like but I don't know I've, I've always had my family and it's like the greatest gift yeah. and you don't change it you can't change them it's the same people that will always be there for you that's nothing like a friend it's family and so maybe when I'm still not having kids but once I have kids I want them to have everyone in my family yeah. so yeah, I would want. I I don't, I don't see myself ever moving away from my family. I kind of want to keep them in close quarters. Like mm-hmm. my family's in San Juan. I like that range. I do too. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I mean. Like I don't think I would ever move to, uh, Italy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, that's somewhere like. That's where I would like. What I would see them on holidays. It's unacceptable. Yeah. You know I don't like that. Yeah, I would say Carlsbad or maybe Hollister. Yeah just far but still close <laughs> well to me i could handle that because i'm, I'm so used to driving and yeah commuting all the time um but yeah i don't think i could ever move away mm-hmm. and if i do you guys want to come with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you bring your whole family <laughs> i mean i just want and i i have a feeling though they're they, they all think differently my siblings and i feel like they do want to leave you know, mm-hmm. like I feel like they don't have the same mindset as me where it's like, guys, we should just like stick together because that's where we're at our best. You know? Yeah, that's the oldest, oldest sibling thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm actually the second oldest. No, this, uh, my sister's the oldest. I'm the second. Second oldest. Yeah. <laughs> I said that right then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's an oldest sibling thing. Yeah. Older. There's four of you guys. So many. <laughs> Oh, you said you wanted a lot of kids too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many? Six. That's a lot. Oh, remember we were going by the numbers of like what this, the meaning oh, of the number? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really into those numbers that, that day, <laughs> that week, and then I changed. But yeah, I want six kids. I remember I, I think I said two and you're like, oh, that's not a good number. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So how's, uh, how's the business going right now? It is going great. Every time I have someone reaching out, I feel like it's a blessing. Um, And it's still so much fun. But I will say it feels like we're in growing pains all the time. Mm. Like all the time. Because all of a sudden you accomplish this new thing. A new door is open. All right, we got here. And you celebrate. Oh, shoot. Here's five other doors. And you have to walk through each one, figure out what's there. And it's like. I like to function in my passion only, you know, of, of expression, of creativity, of people. Um, but then doing like a different realm of work. I'm like, 
this is so freaking hard <laughs> and yeah but it's like i'm trying to get through the growing pains and just letting it be a process of step by step and just part of the process kind of thing what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned from business hmm i would say it's like having a child it's like the biggest lesson and i guess it's i don't have a kid so it's hard to <laughs> say that but it's like you gotta love it you gotta be consistent and always give your whole heart to it um especially if it's yours you know it's like i can go to a different job and just kind of slack off be late because it <laughs> doesn't fall on me yeah. but that's why when it comes to your own thing you gotta show up and and do your best and make every person feel like their order is the most important like valuable yeah. and one like being in the health industry it is yeah. like i could do a sale and that could help them lose a certain amount of you know weight or fix their diabetes or certain something like that and yeah. i got to value that um so it's really just that consistency and, yeah. and realizing it's it's more than just for me it's like this helps a lot of people and I always wanted that. Yeah. I always wanted to have a business that helped people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you recognize the value that you bring to people? I recognize the value that I can bring to people. Mm. But you don't, like you said, the messages that you receive, the, the feedback mm -hmm. that you get from it. Do you ever like take that in? Like embrace that? No. <laughs> Why? Cause it's over Instagram, it's over text message, it's over like the phone. Yeah. And so, like, double tap. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Means a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess it is different when they tell me. Like they look at me in the eyes and they're like, "This really helped." And I'm like, "Yeah." Wow, thank you so much. Well, I'm gonna say it live on my podcast here, Hannah. Your product is the shit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means a lot. I uh, pardon me for my French. I have a very potty mouth, so. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I uh, I take it every morning, and then my my family has it a jar at their houses. So it's like when I go visit them, I'm like, I will I'll leave my jar here, and I'll just use theirs. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like wherever I go, it's like it's nearby. You People know? in my circle do that too. They're like, oh, my aunt. She's like, should I take this with me? I'm like, no. There's already some there. <laughs> I love it. Is it a a lot to make? Is it like a hassle? To me, not anymore. It's no. a it's a routine. It's like I've done yeah. it so much, um, but it is. Yeah. If you're gonna make it for just yourself, it is. Um, but I like the process of it. Yeah, I. Uh, it's kind of funny. It, it almost looks like a. I don't know something that you can like put on your face and your hair and stuff like and that. You can. Oh, you can. I didn't know that. Yeah, I do hair masks like once every two weeks and face masks. Yeah, that's oh, like wow. what's nice about the original one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can. It helps with acne. I had, I had an esthetician tell me she stopped using it and her acne came up again. And I don't know how to say it. esthetician. Sounds for sounds like right. a skin doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knows all the products. And she's like, I have to keep taking it because my skin started flaring up. I'm like, oh my gosh yeah that's crazy we'll see like that the value mm -hmm. you know what i mean you got to take that in like and like 
embrace it. Otherwise, it's just going to feel like, oh, what am I doing this for? Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So make sure you always like take that in. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, I think the whole consistency, would you say that's the, like, what's the most, what's the hardest part about a business? Time management. Mm. Yeah. Because I think the best thing I did is I, I'm working in something I'm so passionate about. Yeah. Like I would, I do this for fun. The business to me is a hobby. It's my passion. It's fun. Yeah. If it was something else, it wouldn't be that way. So the hardest part is delegating different tasks and time management yeah. because I do a lot of other things. Um, but it doesn't feel super hard because I know it's worth it because it's what I'm so passionate about. Yeah. There's any other industry it's hard to know if i'd feel the same way Mm. and it's it's health Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's the health industry which will never go away Mm -hmm. you know that's like that's also probably one of my favorite things about the fitness business it's just like it'll never fade Mm. what does everybody want they want love (laughs) to be financially stable and to be fit Mm -hmm. and like that's like a new year's resolution thing too it'll never go away yeah you know and you know, people still make it. People still, oh my God, it's January. I got to buy the new treadmill. I got to buy the new weight set. You know, yeah. I got to do this. I got to do that. Um, what do you think uh, makes people not follow through with it? I Probably just poor time management and it not being worth it to them. Mm. I mean we live in the most busiest place in the world like in the world first it's california then it's the silicon valley and it's like we race every single day that's what we feel every single day and so it's very simple to forget an important part of your routine because your job your whatever race you're running is more important than the little things that really matter that really make a big difference. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why I'd want to get out of this area for a little bit. Cause I like, I'd like to get calm, yeah. not feel like I'm racing. The um, fast paced environment, you know, yeah. that's what people call it around here. Yeah. Everybody's trying to like start something, trying to build something and like they're all in a rush. And I'm just like, man, it's, it takes time and uh, mm-hmm. I'm in my own lane. That's something that I've learned because I'm, I've, uh, I've been around it and I've seen it and I've seen it be successful and I've seen it been, been destroyed. Yeah. So it's like, you just take those little mental notes and be like, okay, like I'm going to take the strategic steps on like what I need to do for the plan that works for me mm-hmm. and not follow through with like what these people are doing. Where it's just like, they're just competing against the next guy, you know? Mm-hmm. and do you have um do you take any like insight on like other like are there any nearby cmos companies that yeah. you would take notice of mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well everyone makes cmos now to be honest. really mm-hmm. so how is that like especially locally like you it's kind of like a competition kind of thing not so much locally okay um not so much locally just on social media online and in general so it's it's unfortunate because obviously I want to be the only one, <laughs> but it's also like, well, we're on the same mission. Yeah, that's like the very truth. We're all on the same mission, and CMOS is like it's an alive thing. It's it needs to be fresh. 
So as much as I want to be the supplier for everyone, it's impossible. <laughs> and so it's cool that people are becoming more aware of these philosophies and principles of health, taking a holistic approach. Mm. Um, and like that's the most important thing to remember. We are on the same mission, just like a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. They're not really competitors. You're like, let's help as many people as possible. Yeah. Get healthy and, you know, get away from things that don't, wholly naturally help yeah, you yeah um but just gotta stay different and gotta do things that make you stick out and and get creative with how you can continue to help people on their health journey mm -hmm. and that's what i'm always focusing on what else is there that could help someone yeah. and that's why i i think the next thing for me would be incorporating a lot more fitness and sharing that mm. you know yeah have you ever heard that term uh collaboration over competition yeah yeah do you think people need to get more aware of that and like yeah because it's always just some competition or we could just collab like yeah. me and you we're both in the fitness business mm -hmm. it's like collabing only benefits the both of us mm -hmm. long term that's what it's about in this game it's all it's all the health business is about longevity. Yeah. You know, it's not a short, it's not a, like I hear these challenges a lot, like these trainers selling, oh, buy my 12 week can like training plan, this and that. I was like, man, health is not a 12 week plan. Mm -hmm. Health is for life. Yeah. You know, and, but like those little critiques, you know what I mean? Because I think collaboration is everything, you mm -hmm. know, that's why I said even like, the last podcast we have, I literally said, I was like, I think one of these days, me and you, we're going to end up doing something together, you know? I'm down. Like literally, because <laughs> yeah. I see it because you, how old are you again? 21. Yeah, that is nuts. <laughs> you like it? You know how nuts that is? Like literally, like nobody, nobody, at, I said this off air too, like nobody has that mindset right now that I know of like that as a 21 year old, nobody. And I can say that with full confidence because I know a lot of fucking people and everybody is just <sighs> following the rat race, you know, not trying to break no chains or just trying to follow the path of like, yeah. oh, it gets passed on from generation after generation. I'm just going to keep on, keep on doing it, put my head down and just work. Mm -hmm. And we're choosing a different path. Yeah. You know, when did you realize that you were different? <laughs> I was kind of born <laughs> different because my parents homeschooled me <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's weird back what? then it was really weird really yeah I, I mean i didn't really know it but it was like it was weird were all your siblings homeschooled um yes okay yeah so we always did sports with homeschoolers and did events with homeschoolers yeah. and then we were used to going to amusement parks when it was there was no one there we didn't deal with crowds <laughs> And so I guess when I started seeing and meeting more people, I'm like, different. <laughs> um, yeah, because school's the space when you're young that creates your normal. Yeah. This is what kids talk about when you're in fourth grade. This is what you talk about when you're in eighth grade. This is the sense of humor. Like yeah. first year of going to high school, which I went to a school school, I was like, so confused i was learning a new like word every day i think i told you this yeah 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 yeah, yeah so like <laughs> that um yeah 
uh, for somebody who's tasted like both sides, would what would you rather like do for your children, homeschool or put them in a school? Well, I want to homeschool them during their developmental years, like especially up to seven. Yeah. And like, yeah, seven, eight, nine. That's like the most important time, and just really go hard on self-love and having good self-esteem and knowing your worth apart from anyone to tell you yeah. and just like having good values at that age. You're so smart, seven, eight, nine. You're so smart yeah. and you're so pure and you're so fragile. The world can smash you and just then you're screwed. Yeah. So I, I want to homeschool my kids as long as I can, but I do think that sports are so valuable, you know, wrestling mma ball sports um and i would love my kids to experience that and i want them to have that area of discipline so for that reason it's like eventually they may have to go to school for that yeah and that's that's cool would you ever let your children compete in a uh, professional fighting <laughs> <laughs> why that's so funny to you <laughs> when you're a fighter and you retired <laughs> that's true See, <sighs> but being a fighter says makes it literally is a part of who you are forever and ever yes i agree with that yeah somebody told me that like uh my mentor actually told me that my coach he said um when i left the game and then when i started training and helping out the guys recently and um he said you know it'll never leave your body yeah like you'll always be dangerous you'll always be that monster and i was like guess so mm -hmm. you know and it's just i don't know and I feel that I, I I feel I don't know the more I feel like the more I as each day goes by like the more dangerous I become. It's weird to say. Yeah. But like, in a good way, in the best of way, not the like oh I'm gonna hurt somebody, but it's like, you know, like harder to kill mentally, harder to kill physically, harder yeah. to kill financially. Like, it has to like that's like my motto like every single day, you yeah. know. Do you have a motto that you say like anything throughout your day? No. No. Mine's super simple. Yours is, it could be worse. Well, not like, I, I my motto, like, before when I wake up every day, it's always, um, as soon as I wake up, it's just like, do something great today and don't fuck up. That's it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, I just, because um, everybody makes mistakes. We all do. But I don't want to really mess things up. Yeah. You know? I think I need to find my little phrase it's just like wake up you know yeah. i've been trying to wake up earlier like i was last time we talked okay. you're like i'm still working on it yeah i'm still working on it why do you want to wake up earlier like do you because do you find yourself going to sleep late is that it yeah yeah well i like what i can get done in the morning and just like having that alone time and just having more time to my day yeah but i don't really like going to bed super early right now just because i love hanging out with my aunt and just having conversations with family and stuff like that um but like you know it's part of what we do we wake up early it says it in every book <laughs> 5 a.m club i still gotta read it i like i wanted to start a 2 a.m club because i've been waking up super you'll early. be alone in that club you will be alone. No club for you. <laughs> well, I see like a couple of people watch, like look at my stories at that time. So I'm like, oh, people are awake. You know, I was like, when no, it's only like three people. They're not awake. They just haven't gone to sleep yet. They're getting ready for bed. <laughs> That's scary to me. Yeah. Oh, man. No. When you said, all right, see you. I don't know. See you tomorrow. I'm like, 
3 33 a.m really <laughs> go back to sleep my body just honestly like i don't i and it's nice not having to have an alarm clock anymore my body just wakes up that's crazy and it's weird like even like even when i stay up late like say it's family night my cousins are here we're like we're gonna have a sleepover watch scary movies and mm -hmm. stuff we go to bed at like one my body's like dude it's one? three it's like your time to get up and i'm like oh my god i feel terrible <laughs> so like i need my full like if i'm not getting seven plus hours of sleep every night i'm not myself yeah i need it it's like essential to me because i don't want anybody to get a cranky daniel you know <laughs> oh man i gotta get on that level <laughs> like you get a cranky hannah you take it or leave it <laughs> You pissed me off and <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Um are you uh how late do you stay up? And what makes you stay up? My auntie. Really? My auntie Conversations, right? Yeah. Is that what keeps you I up? I mean, okay, so my aunt, she gardens from like seven AM to about seven PM. That's adorable. Oh my gosh, our yard is gorgeous. Like this would not happen from my family. Yeah. Not my six. No. Auntie Susie has turned our space into just the most gorgeous thing ever. Yeah. So that's like her whole day. So at night we'll just chat and like I'll just be in my thoughts and I'll ask her a question about love, about marriage, about family. And it's just so peaceful. And we'll just like get in this moment where I'm like, yeah, these are the moments you live for. Just talking. Yeah. And we'll just like go visit other, other family and just have family time out like super late. Um, and then I'm like, ah, these are the moments that I work hard for to have, you know, yeah. that you write about, that you never forget. You tell your kids about. Yeah. So I value that a lot. Yeah. Um, what, what's one of the main topics that you're so curious about right now? Love. Uh, curious reasons. Anything like specific? Like the love as if like romantic love or passionate love like i love this hobby or i'm falling in love with someone is it which one is it i feel like it's like falling in love with mm. someone and it's like such a scary thing and it yeah. seems like the younger you are you should push it away you know because it's gonna mess up anyway and just like letting people speak into my love life and figuring out how to discern and it's hard because I'm such a question person I'll ask my friend and her boyfriend or ask my friend and so and so and they're in an open relationship and and they are like agreeing to just you know be in an open relationship or talk to my aunt about marriage and divorce and it's like what did God intend for this thing? You know, like yeah. I'm convinced that life is about that love because, you know, we're not supposed to be alone. It's all about coming together with someone and making kids with that person you love. Yeah. But it's like really knowing and talking to people about like how, you know, and doing it right. And, and like when it's real and stuff like that. So yeah. that's been something interesting to me. And, and I'm learning that it's really about being able to love yourself first. Yeah. 
because the love you give is a reflection on the love you have for yourself yeah. and the love you have for your life. And, and I know I, I don't struggle to love my life because I love what I get to do. I love what I'm passionate about, but I feel like it's easy to not love myself. Really? Yeah. And just hide behind things and, and act like I love myself, but really at the end of the day, mm-mm. Why? I mean, well, I guess it's like, who are you? Are you your accomplishments? Because I love myself most when I'm doing something I'm proud of. Mm. It's like, I'd love to ask someone that truly loves themselves. Do you truly love yourself? Uh, yes, I do. I didn't always, though. I, like, despised how I was when I was uh, younger. Cause Why? I think we talked about this. Um, you take life for granted. You take people for granted. You take friends for granted, family for granted. Um, you brush it aside because you think you have all the answers. Yeah. I despise that side of me, and that's why I had to uh, change, be a student. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, it's funny. People people will message me and like, why are you reading all the time, or why are you doing the things that you do all the time? I was like. Because I don't like how I was before, you know, and I don't want to go back to that mm -hmm. and I never will. So never, um, I didn't always love myself, but now I just, you know who you are when you really take the time and dissect it, mm -hmm. you know, cause it takes time. It really does. It's a, it's a journey, but you know, it's, it's always going to go. It's, it's never going to end. Mm -hmm. There's always something you always discover something new about yourself every day. Yeah. And that's the best thing about it to me. It's like I get like, like me, I like me better when I'm ch with like the day has challenge mm -hmm. like this, this today, this is a challenging conversation. I like this. This makes me better. You know, starting my mornings off with like a, a workout, a challenging strength and conditioning workout where it's struggle. There's adversity. There's like, there's resistance. Yeah. I like that. You know, it gets me, it gets me in a weird mood. It's like, okay, I like this. Rather than being shying away from struggle, you know? And I feel like embracing that suck has made me love me even more mm -hmm. because I'm like, man, like, look what I can do. Like, even on a bad day, look what I can do. Look what I can build. Look what I can create. Like, even, like, doing this pod, it's like, dude, nobody helped me. Yeah. You know, I just listened i watched i've researched and i just and i'm still learning i still don't have all the answers but it's just like i'm just executing mm -hmm. and i love that about me the most it's like i'm a risk taker you know i have like the balls to just go and i've i didn't always have that when i look back when i was a kid i was always always scared i was always so scared to compete like with other people because so everybody was better than me yeah. still to this day people are my whole circle is better than me but i wouldn't have it any other way because that's how i got better mm -hmm. you know like aka when i was a fighter everybody in that room was better than me so every time i had to do a round whether it was wrestling sparring jujitsu they were better than me but that's how i got better mm -hmm. like you never want to be the smartest person in this in the room it's like get out of that room you know, like you, you talked about friends before. It's like you want to sit with people who are winners, not losers. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have time for that. 
especially the like the way that we both are going mm-hmm. we don't i don't have time to go out all the time every weekend I'll, I'll see my friends when i see them i see them on my time not theirs and that's very <laughs> sounds I'm bad so messed up. <laughs> it, so, it does it sounds messed up but i have to sacrifice that yeah you know you know why because I come first mm-hmm. and I don't care what anybody says. That's so selfish. I was like, how the fuck is that selfish? I was like, I'm taking care of the person I'm with the most me. Yeah. And that's the weird thing that people need to fix. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to love, I'm going to put my partner first over everything. Dude, you got it wrong. My friend, mm-hmm. I was like, how are you going to, how are you gonna give your partner a hundred percent when you're sixty percent? You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's uh, loving yourself is a journey, but it's a it's a beautiful feeling when you find yourself, when you discover who you are, and you're yeah. just like, like I said the last, our last podcast, like you when you discover yourself, it's like nobody can fuck with you, mm-hmm. and that's the best feeling. Like when somebody called me heartless, um, because when somebody was like messaging me on TikTok, like one of my videos went, uh, got a lot of views and I was getting a lot of negative comments a lot. Really? Yeah. And it was funny. I was getting them at nighttime. So it was like when I was approaching sleep and I really, really wanted to put this to the test because people like say like they get bothered by negative comments and it frustrates them. They'll, they'll participate. They'll like, Oh my God, I'm going to like say something back. And I kept seeing it, seeing it. There was a lot of positive too, but a lot, a lot of negative. It was like 50, it was like half and half. And I was like wondering, I was like, is this going to mess up my sleep? Slept like nine hours at night. Wow. <laughs> and when I woke up, there was more. I was like, and when I looked at it, I was like, I feel bad for them. Because in my, in my mindset, I'm like, you have to be, a loser to be able to take the time to comment negative on somebody else's page just because they're speaking. Mm-hmm. I posted a podcast clip mm-hmm. of me talking and people were just so furiated by it. It's kind of like this. Like say if I clip this conversation right now, people are like, Oh, you can't, you can't call those losers. Yada, yada, yada. It's like, dude, it's okay. what you, it's what you are. <laughs> yeah. If you have the time to like post something negative about somebody else, you're a fucking loser. And there's that saying, there's sheep and there's lions. Mm-hmm. And the lions don't have time to fiddle around with sheep. We just eat them. That's it. And like you, you're a lioness. You don't have time for sheep. Yeah. You really don't. So, but yeah, I mean, it was like a tangent on like the whole self-love thing. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a big thing. It's like, yeah. truly, you... You think you search for the love of your life and then have a family and own a house and whatever, make money. But it's really like you do that. But at the end of the day, you're really seeking to love yourself. And that's the way you can love your partner the best to your ability. And that's the way you can, you know, have a little apartment studio and be so happy because you love yourself. And that's the big mystery that's very easily confused to other things like you know, he did this or it's his fault. It's like, what part of you is struggling right now? Yeah. 
Because yeah. once you can love yourself, you can get a lot, hear a lot and be strong. Yeah. Get good sleep. Yeah. Um, but there's the before you get there, that's like a big struggle. You just have to have those hard conversations and find yourself and, and have those soul searching moments. And everybody kind of does it backwards. Like they focus on their partner. They focus on finding the right person. And, um, I think we were talking about this off air too. Like when my friends, they go through a breakup and they just try to find that fix. And I can say this out loud publicly because I just tell them to their face. And I'm like, you guys need to focus on you, on you, not the next girl. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how you improve. That's how you get better when you, re- but that's the thing. Nobody knows how to be alone. Yeah. Nobody. Like, can you really, really take the time and really sit down by yourself? And you're like, I enjoy my own company. You know, like I enjoy being able to like pick up this book and being able to learn. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy working out and it's all myself being alone and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I said that if the world, if the world ended, if I was the only person alive and if I just had books, I'd be I'd be just fine. It's because I learned how to be alone. But I remember being that guy where it's like, oh, it's it's fun to have somebody to like hug and touch and kiss and, mm-hmm. you know, but my, my lesson to you, um, like the falling in love thing is take that leap. Because even though all my exes, they weren't, you think they're the one during and now it's like they're not wasn't supposed to wasn't supposed to like continue but i don't regret it that was supposed to happen because it was a lesson there are so many like i like i say like my ex is like my one of my greatest teachers like literally she taught me so much not during the relationship after because that's when i grew up and i was like oh my god she told me so much shit i didn't listen (laughs) Like literally, but you, it's cause you think back and you dissect, you know? So my thing is to take that leap. It's, it's a, it's a risk, but you're a risk taker. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to like understand. And if it goes good, there's a lesson. If it goes bad, there's a lesson. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole point of this life is just like learning as much as possible you can't shy away from life. We were just talking about that too off air, mm-hmm. you know, like we want to be strong. We want to be durable and we want to be aware, you know? And I feel like the more things that you go through, it's, it's, it's more tools for you more tools in the toolbox. So is that, is that, is it mainly that like the risk on taking that leap for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you do the pros and cons list, it's, yes. it's really not a pros and cons. It's like, it's either a pro or a con and you don't know until like five years down the road. It doesn't make sense. Oh <laughs> and there's no insurance either way. <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. Um, do you believe in divorce? Um, I don't respectfully. No, I think that if, I mean, I, I think if you got to do, it, you got to do it. But for myself, I'm like, that's why it's such a fear thing or, or just like something I overthink a lot. It's cause like, I don't want to go into it and leave. And so like, yeah. I don't want that to be an option on the table for me. 
So I'm not going to say it is. Um, Of course, there's reasons where you should totally get a divorce, but I'm not going to have that option on the table. Yeah. Isn't it? Do you think, do you think when you do, when you know you're in love, will you be thinking about that daily? Divorce? No, like that feeling like, how will this go in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like, like that's the thing. It's longevity. But do you think when you're in love, like you're just like, you can look at this person in the face and you're just like, man, I would die for this person. Like you do anything for this person. And is the, is the fear of you leaving or him leaving? It's not leaving. It's compatibility. It's the fact that, you know, I I know that if there was a choice, he wouldn't leave. It's compatibility. Zodiacs are like, if you're this sign, you're not compatible with this (laughs) sign. Or, you know, communication (laughs) styles, different love language styles. It's like, I'm leaving the choice. You do that. If you move, you move. But it's like a matter of like... Is this the one you're going to be bored out of your mind with five years down the road? And you're just like, so fast food tonight, (laughs) something different. You know, it's like those moments, but it's going to be one person you go through those boring moments with that has to make those boring moments special. Do you think um, it's important to keep the same energy within the relationship? Yeah. A lot of people get bored very fast. Yeah. A lot of people cheat very quickly too. We were talking about that off air also. Yeah, <laughs> of course we were. <laughs> like, and wow, that's that's not on. That's not a choice. That's no. not an option. That's putting someone through trauma when you do that. Yeah, and I like my past relationship. I never um, physically cheated. Mm-hmm. I emotionally cheated. Yeah, I hate how that's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> and like it, it's it's real though. Yeah, you don't. I don't want to say I was young and dumb because I was very aware of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care. Like that mindset where you're just like, you're so like, who cares? This is like, whatever, you know what I mean? But it's like, dude, you, it's trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, you hurt that person. And that's like a let, like, like I said, it's a lesson where it's like my next relationship. It's like, I'll never, I'll never cause that kind of harm on anybody ever again. Not just like in a relationship, but just people, mm-hmm. you know, just, anybody it's like like every every day when i when i eat i'll go on like 30 minute walks to kind of like you know walk off my food and um whether it's the morning or the afternoon i'm always saying saying good morning good afternoon to people and then uh somebody was on a stop sign and i was like go ahead man and i was already like on the street he's like no bro like it's you're you have the walk right away i was like bro just go i'm gonna go I, i went in back of him He's like, bro, you don't have to do that. I was like, dude, it's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he was like, man, have a good day. Gets out of the car, gives you a hug. <laughs> it, you get it, in the car, he drives you home. If, <laughs> Imagine. But it felt like that. It felt like it was going to like turn like that, like a hug. But just like it's so easy being nice to people. Yeah. You know, but everybody is just, I don't know, like the energy. Like I'm really big on energy when it's like where if I had an a bad day and say if I brought that energy onto you during this podcast that would suck Mm -hmm. why would I do that you know that shows that I am not in control of my emotions yeah you know and you lose 
You lose when you're not in control. And people let other people let them mm-hmm. be in control. That list that you were sharing at the beginning of the podcast, what was the one thing on there that captured your attention? Um, well, the whole thing, I'm like, whoa. But probably where it says people are more scared to get pregnant than they are to get an HIV. Yeah. Like the unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. And that's weird it's like that feeling it's like i'll be fine i trust you i can trust you it's like yeah you got to be very very mindful you know yeah that's like the one thing why is there something you think that caught my attention there's so many though yeah well i know it's the first one i thought of but (laughs) let me think of what else was in there you're like should i read it again (laughs) (laughs) just like oh my gosh every time i read it i'm like whoa Think where it said men don't want to get married, but they like to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like But even that, like a buddy of mine asked me, he's like, When are you gonna go on a date? When are you gonna have sex? Mm-hmm. Cause it's been a couple years, uh, for both. And like I said, the 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 discipline of learning how to be alone. Mm-hmm. Where you don't need that. When it comes, it's going to be done the right way. Because I've done it wrong for so many, so many times, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's so repetitive when it's not being done the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's boring. Yeah. It's so boring. That's why I don't bother wasting my time with it. Leading a girl on, taking her out to go eat, and then you know taking her to the bedroom and it's like oh i actually gotta go i gotta work early in the morning so it's like can you get uber it's so sad so repetitive and it's so sad Mm -hmm. but it sucks that i know a lot of people still doing that like following that format and never changing their philosophy towards it i mean to do the opposite takes so much work and that's the thing with love you all of a sudden they see your flaws and they see your real brokenness, your real insecurities, your real pain. Oh shoot. shoot that me. scared me. Why is oh my alarm at six twenty two? Yeah, and so you have someone so close to you seeing all of your pain and all of your insecurities and you're supposed to look at them. And see their own insecurities and yeah. their pain and brokenness and still love each other and still mess up but love each other after that to still face your own pain because they were they see it in you so they acknowledge it it's like that's a lot of pain you have to face P- facing your trauma why can't yeah. we t- you talk about this i just i don't talk about it i don't talk about that subject it's like why not i don't yeah. want to talk to you about it it's like love is the most painful thing yeah. Having a kid is the most painful thing. Knowing what what is it that she said? Who? Oh, uh, uh, my children are my greatest pain and my greatest joy. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. I don't have had kids yet, but I feel like love is the greatest pain and the greatest joy. I see it too with mm-hmm. parents to their kids, especially toddlers. 
they're the greatest pain during that time but also have moments where it's like they're the greatest joy Mm -hmm. you know like my niece is like the most precious thing to me right now she's a little older she's seven five she's five yeah so she's talking showing Mm -hmm. so much emotion explaining herself so well she did a 20 minute sauna session with me (laughs) dang uncle it's so hot in here (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i love that (laughs) oh my god um and every time i go in there i'm like you want to come inside with me like i'm gonna i'm gonna go in there right now she's like no it's too hot i'm like come on maddie you did 20 minutes last time she's like <laughs> oh my gosh i love that no five-year-old has done a sauna before that's awesome i love working out when like she like watches me when i work out mm-hmm. and i feel like that's so good to do like oh, because yeah. like that thing where it's like children don't follow what you say they follow what you do god oh that's my brother hi josiah you're good brother <laughs> no but um and like me and my sister were even talking about that too like like when you like her like my sister gardens all the time and like my niece just watches her and like will help out won't even like ask like my sister doesn't even ask her she just like grabs the soil like what she sees my my her mom doing and then she does it Mm -hmm. you know and then maddie my niece she'll like try to lift up a weight that's like too heavy she's like oh i can't do this one i'll find you a lighter one yeah and there's one pound dumbbell they're so cute and tiny i know i know yeah yeah, but I think we talked about that too last time about the the age that you're aiming at to like have children. <laughs> last year, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, oh 23. Jesus, twenty three. That's soon. That's two years. Didn't say twenty two. <laughs> I I I think that once I can financially be able to be there with my child a lot and feel like me and my person have like gotten to a place where we like are ready and want it um and then like spent enough time getting deep with each other and connecting where we're like okay we're ready for this new adventure but i really want kids because i love them i know yeah i know they say when you get baby figure just buy a puppy (laughs) no i'm not if you get a cat that cannot reflect motherhood oh god i cannot do i cannot do cats i'm sorry Uh, yeah i do it i'm not a big cat person no way yeah so hopefully it's not the same but i I do know it's a lot of work that's why honestly probably 24 um is when i want to start we'll see i think for me it's gonna be um late 30s late 30s because you're almost kind of almost 30 just turned 27 when's your birthday march oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) aries no pisces wait aries aries the god of war um Oh, interesting. Good yeah. thing you're a Pisces. <laughs> Wait, 15th? Yes. No, 9th. Oh. Somebody told me I was a Pisces. Yeah, you're a Pisces. I thought it was end of... What is the meaning of that? It's the fish sign. Oh, I'm a fish. Fishy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I, I like Pisces. My sister is a Pisces. And she Which one? Like, you have so many sisters. Yeah, so <laughs> the one in Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> she's a pisces wow well, she's march too mm-hmm. and march she was like my march best out. friend growing up i think she's like a phenomenal person do you miss her do you want her to come back <laughs> why 
Um, because she's really happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, as much as I want her here, I remember there was a point where I was like, you should do something. You should take a risk. Like, we should get out of your routine. But I had her, you know, and now yeah. she's doing something so different, so not normal, and she's just so happy. Yeah. And I'd rather see her less, talk to her less, than her feel that way, than us be together. And it's like, what are you going to do? I'm so scared for that. Like, for my siblings to move away and it's like you're watching them of course you want them to be happy but like also it's like man you you miss them yeah i faced those emotions and feelings all this year of being you know of not having any of my siblings kind of you know like not living with them so it's a weird pain yeah we went to my dad i'm like dad i usually have my siblings to talk to and talk these emotions out but um they're not here so can you give me advice on this thing i love how you're so open (laughs) with your parents about that stuff i am not i was last night (laughs) (laughs) what was the particular emotion anger what caused that anger being misunderstood feeling misunderstood feeling out of control by coworkers, a a significant other Mm -hmm. significant other and I think that's the thing it's like you know if you look at it and write it down don't have control Um, misunderstood it's like those are things where it's like you can't control that's why you take a leap you you risk it it was related to the future oh those talks those talks and i care so much yeah i care so passionately no one else would no one else would fight about what we fought about but it was so important to me and i just i want to know how to be like "Ah, no biggie but i'm not (laughs) and so i wanted to talk to someone that knew me better than you know the average and and uh you said you you're not very open with your father about stuff like that i think i'm starting to be i think i'm starting to be but not realizing it i kind of talk to him about most things are you is there something curious that you would like to ask me because i I mean i am male so something that i may be relatable to maybe something that i've learned that i can well it would literally be to anger because it's like i'm on this streak it's like it's like the earth (laughs) <laughs> and the earthquakes all of a sudden there's an earthquake yes. and then you're clear for them for a little bit and then yep. there's built up tension and bam yeah and it's like i'm so kind loving good with my words good with people and then all of a sudden ah, point mm. and then i get mad and then i'm like in this realm of not functioning as myself yeah and like i just don't know what to do and I'm, i always have this shame cycle right after how could you do that? How could you say that? How could you allow yourself to feel that way? Mm. Um, but it's like things that need to get repeated in my head because whatever you one would say, like that's a good point until you have to uh, apply it immediately. Yeah. I might think how I how I handled and fixed anger. It's uh, it's just like understanding that you can't just never ever react on things you can never control and that's the difficult part mm-hmm. because say if you are with a significant other and you're 
you're so close with them. You're so open with each other. And then it just, a comment on their end comes out in a way that you're just not, you didn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that triggers, it, it could trigger anybody. But it's also, it's like, you got to sit back and like ask that question. Yeah. Like what makes you feel that way? You know, mm-hmm. like asking the right questions. Cause it's, it's like, that's why it's so important to communicate with people. Even who, even if you disagree with them, you know, that's like practicing that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I listen and I talk to people who I disagree with all the time. Yeah. And I love that. I love even like I can still have a relationship with them where it's not like bad. It's like, Oh, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's like, no, like you want to go get some lunch after? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. And I want to get to that point. I'm just so like opinionated and passionate uh, and like trying to release my desire to control and my desire to have an idea of what the future looks like. Yeah. These are traits that you need to give to God and be like, it's up, up to you at the end of the day. Yeah. Let's talk about God for a little bit. Mm-hmm. How is, uh, how is your la- relationship with God? Pretty bad. Why? Okay, so here's one reason why. I was a missionary for yeah. two years. So I know what good is like. Yeah. I know good. So my now is probably thorough. It's like, you know, compared to the average, I'll claim to believe in God and and to follow my faith but i know what it's like to feel close to god and i know that he wants me to feel that and i'm just not putting in the work what is putting in the work um allowing yourself to put your consciousness towards god and accept that there is a love out there that is so for you accept that you don't have to carry your pain on your own. You don't have to carry your the hard things you face on your own and that there is a greater power in God and you just tap in and all of a sudden you experience unconditional love. You experience self-love, grace, love towards everyone. And I just, I haven't tapped into that. Um, but I know that I want to. Say um, your future husband, for instance. He's the man of your dreams, right? Um, <laughs> but if he didn't believe in God, how would you react? To be honest, I think actions speak louder than words, period. Meaning? If you you show, you can live out your love of God and, and not worship him at church every sunday yeah but it's like if you care for people and want to do good in the world and genuinely love me like a man of god would yeah i don't think that you know your title necessarily matters it's important to me and i want to raise my kids to instead of freaking out or stressing or getting angry i want them to go to god i want them to know how to pray yeah it's like it was a beautiful thing to have that growing up and I think my person would be like, I want to take him to church. And, and wow, I do want to tap into this love source. Yeah. And I think that there's a, so much confusion regards faith and God. But it's really just like 
put your consciousness there focus on it believe that there's a love out there you can call on god you can call on jesus yeah. and say dear god here's my request you know and it's like you don't got to trip about anything else you don't got to tell nobody and there it is you you connect with a deeper love yeah and like the worst thing you can do is like i just did feel like there's a wrong way to do it but you just got to open your heart, which I want to do. Um, you know Jordan P. B. Peterson, correct? Of course. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, me and him, him and I share the same philosophy uh-huh. um, when it comes to God. Um, I was raised Christian. Um, yeah. As you get older, you become very curious and you ask a lot of questions and you open more books. You start to learn a lot of new things and... Um, something that I listened to an interview that uh, Jordan did and he said something that to me that just hit home and he said, I don't know if God exists, but I live as if he does. Mm -hmm. And I have, I have somebody who um, he's somebody I grew up with since like fourth grade. He bashes me because I'm not a praying man. I don't go to church mm-hmm. and I don't serve him, I guess. Yeah. And you know how, like my saying, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. I tell him like, I could be a criminal. I could be holding prostitutes. Mm-hmm. I could be a murderer, but I'm not, I'm not causing any harm to the world. Yeah. I'm providing value to people. So, it's kind of like that. Like I live as if he does exist. Yeah. You know, part of me also like, I, I, I'm like, it's like a coin toss with like death too. Like I'm, there are some days where I'm like, like there, there for sure. There's something there mm-hmm. without a doubt. I just don't know if I could put a specific name to it or a thing to it. It's like, what? Like, like death, like people are like, oh, we're going to go to hell or heaven. It's like, but how, how do we know? I want, like my, my brother passed away mm-hmm. and I hope he's in heaven. You know? Yeah. I hope he is. So it's like the faith. It's like, it's, it's there, but my curiosity is a curse. You yep. know, mm-hmm. it's like. I have questions and like, I, I want to have like a pastor on here and just really, really pick his brain because I'm so open to it. I've never read the Bible yet, but my, my dad was a pastor and I've never heard anybody speak the way he did ever. There's not even like all these motivational speakers. They don't got shit on him. And hearing him preach, I was like up my feet. I was like, what the? I was like, that's just that's nuts. That's what you said when you're at church. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but um, but it's so true though. It just, and even my mom, my mom brought us up that way too, like in church since we were kids. And like when I told her, I said I do believe that there's something out there, but I'm also a person who has a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And she gave me that look, like, boy. What did you just say? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, kind of look. But I was like, Mom, I'm sorry. I am a curious being. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the 
that's something to be like proud of. Like I'm proud to be curious. Um, and it's funny because I asked my person that I grew up with, I asked him like, what's, what's going to make me go to hell and what's make going to make me go to heaven. And then he said, do you believe, um, that Jesus is our Lord and savior, you know? And I said, I don't know. And he said, then I guess you're going to hell. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, even if I didn't do any harm to people, even if I helped people, even if, you know what I mean? It's like, yep. I'm just like, okay, that's weird. Can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So it's a, it's such a, tricky topic and i know i have a lot of family my whole family's christian mm -hmm. the whole my cousins my uncles my aunts were all raised christian it's such a topic like it's it's like me and my sister who are more open to it like we talk about this a lot me and my sister do yeah and everybody else is like oh how could they talk like that like what the heck like it's like we grew up and we're curious beings mm -hmm. like that's what life gives like i'm not married to anything you know what i mean it's like, if somebody tells me something, I'm like, where'd you get that from? And I'll do a deep dive. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, let me just swim in a little bit and like do my research and see what's going on. What's cracking? Why, why do they believe that? You know, I was like, oh, that's where they got it from. Oh man, that's interesting. Like, you know, but yeah. I'm always changing my ideas. You yeah. know, I haven't read the Bible yet, but I plan to. It's a good one. A lot of stories. It's not, it's not a... They said it's not a book. It's like books. Yeah. You know, have you read the Bible? I read the Old Testament. Wait, the New Testament. They tell me not to read the Old Testament. Yeah, don't read that one. Why? Um, well, basically, before Jesus came to the earth, they function out of really trippy rules. So it's kind of brutal. Yeah, like, like a lot murder. Of and God said, kill them. And it's like brutal yeah. because um, it's just heavier however there's some books in the old testament that are really deep and beautiful and, yeah. and amazing like i love genesis that's the very first one it yeah. just explains how the earth's created and then the new testament they say to read because that's when jesus gets introduced so you know more of like his sacrificial love yeah that's what i believe faith is all about is knowing that unconditional sacrificial love how to be a person of how to live out your faith yeah so yeah do not read old testament first because you're just gonna be like yeah no not for me <laughs> have you seen the movie passion of the christ mm -mm. i should that movie is so good i think i have I you don't think I you won't be able to speak during that movie that movie made me freeze yeah it's like it hits because it, it videos jesus dying on the cross right everything yeah like two what's the word too gruesome mm -hmm. like i i've seen some stuff and that it's like it hits you and yeah. the way the actor like his reaction the shakes like everything seems way too realistic and the hit like when he's getting whipped it's nuts yeah it's hard to watch that and like usually i'm like i can handle like stuff like that like you know Texas Chainsaw and all those movies, like the gory movies, they don't really get to me. But like that movie, it gets to me. Like, can I suggest you a movie? Please. It's called Unconditional Love. Never heard of it. Wait. <laughs> Redeeming Love. 
redeeming one. Who are the actors? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is written from the Bible. You just can't tell. Uh, the Book of Esther, I believe. But it's a love movie, and I cried so much. It's, it was the deepest movie ever. Really? Yeah. Is it actually based on the Bible? Like... Um, supposedly, but I haven't read that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's well, a lot of pages and the lines are like super thin. So it's yeah, like, it's one book. It's one book <sighs> in the Bible. So. I, I, I read a book a week and that would take me, I don't know how long. No, no, no. You would do, there's like a certain amount of books in the Bible. <laughs> I should really know these things, but you'd only have to read one of those. Why one? Oh my gosh. Cause there's like. 50 books in the bible yeah i would want to read the whole thing front and back so you need more than a week like a whole month honestly mm-hmm. that's bad that'll go that'll throw away my routine yeah that's <laughs> very true <laughs> are you currently reading a book right now yes what um it's called after after this or something like that what does the book entail i think so it's actually written by my therapist mm-hmm how do you like therapy, by the way? I love it. I hear a lot of like good, bad things about, I mean, it's, everybody has a different experience. Yeah, I could say like, it's good to try it out and see if it's for you, but expression heals me. I, yeah. I love talking things out, expressing, like I'll talk anyone's ear off really. And so having someone that I can talk my ear off, but will give me the advice and, and, you know, tell me instruct me what she thinks i should do it's really helpful and just helping you verbalize and give you grace in certain areas you're too hard on yourself for um from like a proven information that you know it's proven to help i love it does she um does she give you like kind of like tools like to execute on Mm -hmm. some of the actions like like little tactics she gives me homework yeah one time she was assigning me to do something and i was like oh yeah I'm not going to do that one, honestly. Like, I will do something else. I just really don't want to do that, like, task. Like, it just, I feel like it'd make me really annoyed. I just don't want to do it. And she's like, um, yeah, I don't need you as a patient. I don't need you. I want you to grow. I want you to heal. This task is because it's going to be painful, but I want you to get your freedom. She's like, I don't need your money. I have a waiting list damn and like she knew i she knew i do well with that kind of constructive criticism yeah. so i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> um do you, you don't have to share what was the tactic that she gave the homework to write a letter of, of like really about my emotions oh you didn't want to do that Mm-mm. really it's like journaling correct um yeah but she just wanted me to get deep into that emotion like the traumatic emotions of a certain event and it was also the second time i wrote it because the first one she said i was too angry Uh. second one she was like you need to verbalize process give grace fully understand yourself and then write it i was like i don't want to and she's like I think I every I think everybody should try therapy. Have you? I'm I sh- I want to. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'd be specifically um <laughs> I feel like I would ask them questions. So what would you say if someone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
that's yeah that's true or have them like i mean i don't know i i don't i i'm, I'm trying to put myself in that shoe of like do they they just pick you apart do they just read you well and like they cut you kind of give out your story and like you talk about your traumatic events that you that occurred to you because um, i definitely have them but i i talk so openly about them yeah so it's like well someone like you it would be an interesting person to have therapy because you're so used to telling your story but we all have those things that no one knows right no right daniel no like i have i kind of like i tell my i talk my shit because i'm not like i i don't know i just do like i just i'm not like i'm not ashamed of me anymore like how Mm -hmm. i used to be i don't hide my stuff yeah you know i've I've talked about my uh, traumatic events. I've talked about my uh, issues when I was younger. Um, I'm very open to all of that stuff because I have to be. Yeah. Because hmm. I get to see the develop. I get to. The more I talk about it, the more I get to like, man, like, I would never admit to that back then. Yeah. You know, but now I can talk about it so openly to you, but just also the people who are listening to this, you know, and um, it's funny people who I grew up with. They they still look at me like that that guy like you didn't you didn't change (laughs) these guys they they literally like say that girls and boys the ones that i grew up with yeah and i and i get the look on their face while i was like that's why i don't give my time to you and that's why you say those comments Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't surround myself with liabilities like sheep don't surround myself with that and you learn that the hard way honestly like we talked about friends it's kind of like that taking that leap like meeting new people um jumping in like putting your toe in the water when it comes to like that relationship because it's a lesson like when you have friends you get to see like the real ones and mistakes Mm -hmm. that's the best part about it it stings at first but it's good and then even family yeah and that's the one that hurts the most yeah you know but it's just you push it aside just like you're gonna be over there you know you're gonna be right there and when shit blows up i'm gonna keep you right there because everybody people only support you when other people are doing it literally so when you when you blow up you're gonna get so many random people reaching out to you that never did in the very beginning Mm -hmm. and take notice of that because like, why are you all of a sudden supporting me now? Because everybody else is. Because mm-hmm. I got all these followers. Because I went on this podcast. Because I, you know. Yeah. Take notice of that. Mm-hmm. Take a little mental note of like write those names down. Like oh that person, that person. Because I, mm-hmm. I've done that to a lot of people. And like I said, I only sit down with winners, mm-hmm. people who elevate me, people who make me laugh, people who grow me. It's like, just like this, this convo. It's this is my therapy kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. This is very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Do you ask questions to your therapist, or does does she ask all the questions? Um, we go back and forth. It's usually we go off like a situation, and then we'll dissect it. Yeah, and then we'll reflect on, you know, what you're thinking beforehand. See those things that you don't necessarily process out loud. You think it in your head. Yeah. So it's really fun. What did you? How did you find your therapist? Saw met someone at work, um, and 
told him I was going through stuff. I know. I told him, I asked him questions about love and he told me that he was, went through a divorce and it's like, dang, so you're doing so great now. And he's like, yeah. And, and honestly, if I were to give advice for my situation, I would say never, never, um, doubt therapy, the power of therapy. And I was like, wow, okay. Who's your therapist? I'd love to connect with her. And he's like, sure, here's her contact. And bam. Dang. First time I met this person. Really? And he hooked you up? Yeah. <laughs> and I love her. I wish I knew a therapist. Like like a family friend that was a therapist. You know? I'd be like, hey, you want to sit down for a little bit? Just chit chat. I, I know some. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. You never reached out to them? To work with them? So there's a lot of rules when it comes to that. I would not want her to be a therapist of mine oh. because as soon as you're a therapist, you can't be friends. Really? It's very separate. I mean, think about it. If you were my therapist, I would almost either pay you on off time or it's not right for you to know certain things about me if we're in the same social circle. Ah. Yeah. So it's just literally a rule. They have a lot of rules. Yeah, and if I was your friend and if I was a therapist, I, I would just talk to you like if we're out on like lunch or something but like, hey what's, what's cracking like what, what's going on you know what i mean like just talk like in that tone it's like you don't have to pay me it's just like i'll like if i was a in that profession <laughs> like let's just talk you know what i mean yeah that's why it's funny you really got to put on your business suit but that's what i tell my friend like she'll be there for me going through stuff i'm like shoot i should pay you because like I'd pay someone for this just to talk. She's like, you're so weird. I'm like, it's true. You're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. They tell you that? They no, I told you? my friend that I should pay her because she's yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. Well, that's it's kind of crazy. There are people like that out there who yeah. just speak for a living. Mm-hmm. You think you'll get there? I wish. I hope so. I wrote it on my, my little list when I was a kid of all the things I want to do when I grow up. And one of them was motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll get there for sure. I just love talking. What's the best thing about it? Realizing something for the very first time that makes you connect to your heart in a very deep way. Like putting words to an emotion, feeling understood through words. You know, like someone could hug you and if you're in love, you just feel safe. And there's not really words for it. But imagine if there was words that could describe specifically that feeling when you hug someone you love. It's like, that would be so cool. You would want to talk about it all the time. And yeah. that's the power of words. It can lead you to quit a very addictive drug. It can lead you to kill someone. Words are so powerful. If you're a master at it, you could lead a cult. You could lead a revolution. You could do anything. Yeah. So master your words is like the goal of life words are also very very hurtful i know i mean i've been on the the end of it and i've been me too (laughs) (laughs) have you ever given out words that you regret yeah all the time like sentences you're just like why did i say that yeah but i'll apologize that's something i'm thankful for my ability to apologize um but yeah, I feel like props to you if you don't say stuff you regret. But I also feel like if you don't say stuff you regret, you don't risk your words enough. You know, you're yeah. not stepping out of your comfort zone enough socially. Yeah. 
and I've said things that I've regretted, but I've also, with those people, I know I can go there if it wasn't impulsive, which I can be really impulsive sometimes. But with close friends, it could just sting for a little bit, and then it's a good thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you agree with this. Um, I've, uh, I've hurt people, like, growing up. I've done wrong by people, um, broke hearts, but I don't regret a fucking thing hmm. because I had to be that guy, you know? Yeah. It's like I had to be that guy to be this guy, you know? It's kind of like you appreciate the bad. You c- Like you can only appreciate the good if you appreciate the bad. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, I've always apologized. I've always... Um, done right by them after so and so forth but i just still to this day as a 27 year old i don't regret anything that i've done when it came to hurting somebody's feelings or making them feel a not a good way breaking their heart it's just you i had to be that guy like you have to be that i had to be that piece of shit Hmm. to be this guy i'm right now you know that's why i'm grateful like the self-love thing not even when you were drunk you never said something you regretted when you're I'm drunk. a love drunk uh, like i'm a like a huggy kind of guy mm-hmm. you know i'm never like a guy oh my god like these guys who like grown-ass men like they like to fight when they're drunk <laughs> that's embarrassing to mm-hmm. me like me i'm always like bro i love you <laughs> 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 i'm a very lovey drunk kind of guy mm-hmm. what about you you don't drink right i drink Sometimes <laughs> if I want to <laughs> with my aunties. Do you ever get drunk? Yeah. Really? How are you when you're drunk? Well, it depends. <laughs> I'm usually like a lovey-dovey, like expressive, like, man, I just love you. You don't realize it. And just happy. Um, but then like it, depending on what state I'm in, I can get very reflective, overthink things. And I can be impulsive, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like I don't get drunk enough to know the majority. It depends on... It's a reflection what I'm feeling deeply in that moment. Yeah. But, yeah, I usually just try to stay optimistic yeah. and stay away from drinking for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I think right for my birthday, I uh, I drank and I was just like, God, I hate this. I hate the drinking and I hate the staying up late. Yeah. It just kills me. And like, I don't know. I just can't, just can't do it anymore. It's like mm-hmm. even when I was young, I would like I couldn't do it. You know, it was just like I, because I was an athlete, I was like wanted to be a good boy, and even to this day, I'm still like the parent in my friend group. You know, I'm always like making sure everybody's good, checking up on everybody, and if I host a party here, it's like I'm making sure everybody's good because I'm not. Yeah. You know, I don't like to be the guy like, oh my god, look at me. Oh, it's like you pay for it. Yeah, you have like the whole day has to be kind of like low key. There's some people that it's just like such a good time with, um, but it can't be like a all the time thing. At least for me. No, and like the whole longevity thing too, like the health. You know, like Mm -hmm. you, the older you get, it's like the more you really have to like watch yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's the. What's one of like the biggest things that health taught you? feel like just the concept of investing just like it may not always make sense now but it always pays off 
and that it yeah it always pays off you never do something healthy and then it backfires and i would be eating all the grossest stuff because my parents would tell me to and i would hate it but then it would do what it was supposed to do whether it's clean my system make me feel energized make me you know clear skin whatever it always pays off to be healthy and it's like i think it's so tied into mental health um, like if you're on top of what you're putting in your body and your mind, how could you feel terrible? I mean, there's you can always have a bad relationship with food and stuff like that, but f- health is like the most beautiful way to learn what you get out what you put in. The more you educate yourself, the more it's like, oh, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. You know, the more it's like, oh, I know what that does to me, and I know if I consume that on a like on a regular basis it'll just deteriorate me mm-hmm. i know sometimes i'm like i wish i knew less because i have I'm a younger metabolism i wish i could just eat this with no guilt with no thoughts about it yeah. and i'll just take a sip and i'm like sugar is just <laughs> getting into my teeth my gums my digestive system i work too hard and i'm like having these conversations and i wish i could just not and enjoy it but i can't change what i know yeah what's your diet like so I will eat fun stuff if I want to and if I know I can work it off. But I would say I'd lean more paleo, keto, and a lot of like superfoods and trying different things. Yeah. Um, but I will also, I'm not one to be like if someone's family member is cooking a meal. I'm like, oh, don't do dairy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll, I'll be down. But I also know like, okay, if I ate this, then I'm going to have a green jing. I'm going to have some ACV flush it out we're good so it's always like in my mind i know what i ate um and so i'm always keeping track of that to always make up and make sure at the end of the night i feel good i can trust that i'll be feeling good the next day um yeah and just try to protein veggies fruit if somebody um never never lived a very healthy lifestyle, they've never eaten healthy in their life, never exercised in their life, what would you tell them? I would tell them the best time to start is now, and it may suck now, but you will thank yourself, and there's nothing better to do than maintain that, to manage it for your significant other, for yourself, for your kids, for the people that you inspire on the way. It's like, it never backfires. It never backfires, and it's so simple. It's just a matter of taking the time to learn and see that it's worth it. And that as soon as you know that, oh, my gosh, that contributes to cancer. And like that's that's the case with a lot of foods. But if you know it, it'll be hard to continue doing that. And I feel like a lot of people are very innocently eating crap because it's what their parents fed them, because it's what's convenient, but they don't know the harm. And that's why I think that when it comes to health, you really got to know. You got to know why you're things in your body and why you can't put other things in your body yeah. unfortunately we're just beings of routine and habit yeah. that's why we got to break it yeah isn't that true where like you are what you do on a daily basis mm-hmm. like routine yeah you know what's your routine like so i told you i got some clients so now i gotta wake up early <laughs> i have morning clients and evening clients so my routine is not super the same. Mm. 
Um, and that's because I'm working a lot. Yeah. And with like a morning client and an evening client, it's not like I can, okay, this hours we settle down. Um, but I'm not proud of my routine right now. Like a month ago, I was like waking up, red light therapy, listen to my audio affirmations, journal write, read devotion, make my protein shake, work out, work, work, and then read, go to sleep. You know, like I was so proud of myself then. Um, But right now I'm like waking up, thinking about business stuff that I have to do that day, having my protein shakes with all my nutrients and stuff like that. And then usually like going to work and fitting in time because um, my th- things are adding to my schedule. So I have to re look at time yeah. when I can do things for me. When are my work hustle times? Because yeah. what, what is your morning routine like? Um, I'll wake up at three <laughs> or sometimes two thirty or two. Really depends on my body's like, yeah, you can get up a little early. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, depending how I'm feeling. um, I'll either work out in the morning or the evening. Uh, so Monday through Friday, it's wake up, go to work, and be my mi- be mindful. My uh, my shift doesn't start till six th- seven thirty. I get there at four, but I read, and I research, I read articles, I I look at companies, the companies that I invested in, or um, studies that I want to on research when it comes to, like you know, health and I'm reading the current book that I'm reading, so on and so forth. What so are you reading? Right now I just started a healthy gut, healthy you. Mm. So I haven't opened it yet, but it was, um, cause I just finished my, my book last, uh, yesterday. So I'm really excited to open it. It's like a textbook. So I hope I can read it in a week, but most likely I will. But it's just, like I said, it's a time management thing. Um, and, you know, during work, luckily I don't have a job that, like, requires me to have responsibility, which I am very grateful for. But, and I just, uh, I, I edit my podcast, do more research, talk to clients, because uh, I have a lot of clients that I handle online. Um, it's a lot of management. It's, uh, like I was telling you before, it's, uh, it's very easy, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Because you're having to monitor all these different types of people and everybody's different so it's not easy i can't just give somebody like the right oh eat this at this time and like let's move out after this time like everybody's different everybody's schedule is different so it's like readjusting like even like before we even started rolling like somebody was messaging me i was like oh shoot like i have to yeah i'll get back to them when i'm done with this though but um the routine is always the same they say like when you're uh, like boring wins. I've heard that a lot. Like when you're doing the same thing and it's causing you to win constantly. And even though it may seem boring because my, my, my routine is not sexy. Yeah. Really not. I, I eat real food. Um, I'm educating myself on a daily basis. I communicate with people on a daily basis. Um, I'm going through challenge. Um, giving myself resistance and uh i'm just it's it's not sexy but it it is for me like for other people it might not seem sexy but to me it's like i love that routine Mm -hmm. like and i just feel like it's only going to get better because it gets more fun 
because when you learn something different you're like oh my god like i didn't know that yesterday now i know now yeah you know so it's like every day brings something different you know and even though it's technically the same routine but it all brings something different which i love mm-hmm. so yeah my routine is is not flashy you know it's really really not but it it works and it works for me and that's what people need to um need to understand because it's like you are you are what you do on a day to basis and you are what you think you're exactly those mm-hmm. like like you are your thoughts you know but are you control of those thoughts like you got to be otherwise that's just just going to get a hold of you same thing as your phone do you use your phone or does the phone use you mm-hmm. it's the same thing like you got to be in control of everything because if you don't you're like a, like a little puppet yeah you know like somebody's just going to end up controlling you the whole time and you don't want that you know but routine is everything yeah. you need it you need it to be successful you need it to get far um and you need to stick to it cuz the more you just half ass it or like oh, i'm going to start january and 3 weeks in i'm doing so good mm-hmm. and then the fourth week yeah I'll, I'll get to it again like tomorrow it's like i'll get it done tomorrow mindset is is a losing mindset you know it's like I'm going to start right now like that project. If anybody's got a project coming up, it's like, dude, just do it right now. Mm-hmm. Like nobody ever regrets starting. Like did you ever re- – do you ever regret starting that business that you did? Exactly. Mm. No. Yeah. No regrets. Start like action, productivity, cures everything. And that's what the, the thing is. People – it's like people aren't miserable. They're just bored. There's no meaning. There's no purpose. So it's like, you may think you're miserable, but you just don't have anything going on right now. But, and then that's the thing, people always say like, I don't know what I want to do. You do. Everybody does. But nobody just takes the risk to like take that leap. I'm like, you know what? I'm really just going to commit to that, what I what my passion is. Everybody has something they want to do. Like you, when you're by yourself and you sit down, you know what your goals are. You've written them down. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get done because you're on a day to basis. You're just executing. You're putting it to work, you know. But that's the thing. Just keep showing up for you, you know, because if you don't, what the fuck are you doing it for? Yeah. You know, somebody else. But yeah, stick to your routine. That's it. I would say it's like the simplest thing, yet the hardest thing to maintain. You just gotta, yeah, but it becomes a habit, mm-hmm. you know, it just becomes so like natural where it's like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. This is my thing. Yeah, this is what I do. This is how I move. This is how I work. This is how I study. This is how I read everything. It's all done like at a flow now where it's not, it's not being forced because it's being forced. It's not meant to be, you know, just like relationships. People are forcing to be with that person because they don't want to be, oh, I don't want to leave that person. I don't want to break their heart. Like, dude, you're better off alone. You know, you're better off alone sometimes. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you do need love. Everybody needs love. We're not meant to be alone. You know, we're not. Yeah. But just make sure that person's the right person. 
be highly, highly selective of the partner you choose. Mm -hmm. Because that person will be your greatest asset or your greatest liability. Literally. That's what like I do all the time. While everybody else around me is just picking the next girl, I'm very, very highly selective of the partner that I choose. Mm-hmm. That's my mindset with everybody. And if I see a really pretty girl, I'm like, she's gorgeous. But I, but what? Like, what is, you know what I mean? It's It's got to be a whole thing. Like, like you, you're a very questioned person. So am I. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to ask questions. We're curious people. Um, but yeah, take two or two. <laughs> yeah, because it comes down to. <laughs> um, Hannah, I really want to be respectful of your time. We are approaching two hours. Really? Wow. I know. We're nuts. Uh, do you have any closing statements you'd like to give to the podcast? Well, um, I would just like to say thank you for creating a space for so many people to express themselves and this is literally therapy for some people to one be able to express or to hear things that people can relate to or feel understood from listening to your podcast so it means a lot to me that i get to be on here and and i've loved listening to your podcast so just thank you for making this space a safe space a loving judgmental free space Uh, and you're coming on again like a lot so (laughs) okay (laughs) thank you you know like how uh joe rogan yeah you know how he has like uh dr ronda patrick on all the time no but oh, okay he she's like super like intelligent it's kind of like i feel like you're gonna be my dr ronda patrick oh thank you <laughs> so we're just gonna like talk about health and stuff like that i mean we didn't really talk about how this was like a deep convo i feel like yeah for both of us yeah. you know it was like it's very rarely about health but i think the next one we should like i don't know bring like different kind of value like whether it's like health studies or like things that we've learned and like yeah. you know what I mean so that'll be the next one all right okay all I right. love that Hannah I appreciate you for coming on keep thank you it, all so right? much ladies and gentlemen oh by the way where can people get your CMOS from um Instagram Instagram contact me there and then we'll send you information the there. Vitality way mm-hmm. okay and the website correct yeah you can go on the website for more info okay mm-hmm. perfect easy peasy ladies and gentlemen we are out of here bye